I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. It's the Frank Skinner podcast Absolute Radio thing. And uh, I'm here. I am Frank Skinner. And yes, and I am. And I'm with uh, Emily and Gareth. Hello. Hello. And uh, what we do, we, we do the show, and then we go into another studio and do an intro to the show, which always seems a bit cart before the horse to me, but that's what we do. Cart after the horse. Horse after the cart, which should have been before. Moving on. Don't get bogged down in all that. That's not cart before the horse. Yeah. It's, it's the wrong way around, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> deliberately the wrong way around. It's making a point that we do things the wrong way around. Look, I've been doing things the wrong way around <laughs> for years. I know what business is it of yours? Anyway, this is the podcast, and we had Ian Brody on the show. Ian Brody, yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, I'm you were you fan. were like a like a poppy gazing up at him in in awe. Gareth's really had... worried though because he wants to get his glasses, and he's worried yeah. that he'll see him again, and he'll know that he's copied him. You want to get his glasses, not literally his glasses. You oh, want? No, I need some new glasses, and I thought his were amazing. But then I thought, what if I bumped into him somewhere? <laughs> that would worry oh. me. Oh, yeah. you've got the same glasses as me now. Yeah, that would that would work. If I say if I met someone and they'd got the same teeth as me, I mean I do meet people who have the same teeth as me, but you know I don't always have spare change. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I um, I would be worried if someone had copied my glasses like that after one yeah. chance meeting on a radio thing. Mm. Yeah, but you know what? You might never meet him again. Yeah, it's quite possible that is all swell, isn't it? Yeah, and and if you do meet him, you can just take your glasses off, put them in your pocket, yeah. and uh, address him as you know. You like blur? You're a blur fan. The world would be a blur. Do you receive my meaning? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's to the podcast. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with uh, Emily and Gareth. And, Hello. Uh, Good morning. I can't think of any other information that I have to give by way of uh, certainty. So, um, good morning to you all, dear listeners. And um, it's a bit of a sad week, obviously. Fern Britain's left this morning. Um, oh, yeah. Did you watch it? I didn't. I didn't go so far as to oh, do that. You weren't that sad, then. No. <laughs> No, did you watch it? Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, what a surprise! <laughs> Were you moved? I lost it. Um, do you know, I did cry. Only when I saw Philip Schofield cry, because he never shows any emotion. No. So it was quite... But it was a weird old thing. Are you suggesting that uh, Philip Schofield is so, some sort of a goddamn droid? <laughs> <laughs> Phil Schofield's a goddamn droid! <laughs> yeah. Are you suggesting that? Uh, uh, no, I wouldn't possibly suggest that. I've seen that. him working with animatronic... Thing. Really? <laughs> yeah, I saw him in Doctor Doolittle at uh, the Hammersmith Apollo. Oh, I saw mm. him in Joseph. And Gordon the Gopher, who used to work with Gordon the Gopher. Yes. That was an animatronic. But no, that wasn't animatronic. A, <laughs> a hand in I it. think there was a man in there. Yeah. No, I thought there was a man in there. <laughs> Not whole was man. a tiny... Oh, <laughs> don't even bear thinking about Anyway, Fern left. So, mm. obviously, the whole thing... I mean, it was there were lots of tears. Chris Biggins was there. Obviously, Biggins was in the studio. Well, because he's worked as a stunt double for many years. <laughs> Frank, <laughs> yeah. she did look quite upset though because all the VT packages, the clips they showed, was from the days pre weight loss. Oh, so of course. you saw her little face sort of curling up with horror every time they showed. Oh, they showed, yeah. oh no! I've seen her little face curl up with horror 
over quite a period of time. <laughs> oh, that's a terrible poor fur. So she poor kind man. of left it installments, really. You know, you, you, you were on it. <laughs> I was on it. Yeah, because they showed me- touching messages from all sorts of people like Lionel Richie saying, Fern, you've been great. I don't remember leaving a touching message. You didn't leave a message, but they showed a clip of you and David Baddiel, and it was you, Philip Schofield, saying, let's go over to Michael Ball, and you saying, isn't Michael Ball on the show every day? In quite a and scathing that, way. And that was my move into <laughs> yeah. Britain. Ah. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, Fern, if you're listening. If they'd have asked me to make a nice message, oh, okay. I, I would have made a nice message. Would I? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's think- sad to see Fern go. Yes, and did they have uh, did they have some sort of celebratory? What they should have had, of course, is normally one would have a brass band. They should have had a gastric band <laughs> who um, actually uh, people who play music with their behinds. <laughs> I imagine is what a gastric band is. Did they have they a could- cake? Did they have a cake, or they, did that? I guess they avoided a cake. They did, no, they no. had Michael Ball singing "Life Is a Cabaret." A cake jumped into Fern. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sort of old stop it. mix on the tradition. both of you. Stop it. <laughs> well, it's all right now to do, to do those jokes because she isn't anymore. We're just talking oh, okay. about her former self. Okay. She probably does jokes about. Uh, I bet she probably hates <laughs> fat people now. I bet she really lays into fat people on the quiet. Yeah, that's what happens, isn't it? With the with the ex fats. Is it I like find. smokers? She's an ex fat. <laughs> That's, I don't mean that she lives in Singapore. I mean she used to be big enough. Anyway, she's, we shouldn't feel. I think she seems a nice lady, and she's going on to lots of. I once, I was once in Fern's dressing room. I, uh, she wasn't in there. <laughs> well, she couldn't true. be. No, I turned up. And they, there's a lot of people on, and so they'd run out of dressing rooms, and they put me in Fern's dressing rooms. I'm not kidding you. There was, there was a hundred pairs of shoes in there. Really? Absolutely. Some horseshoes. I didn't understand it. Absolute radio. I'm Frank Skinner. Still, I have to say every link. Apparently, if you're a proper radio person, I'm still Frank Skinner, and we're still on Absolute Radio with um, Emily and Gareth. And um, I'll tell you something. It's slightly off-putting today because we have windows on the studio, and uh, there's a man <laughs> cleaning the windows. I didn't think they clean windows this early. And uh, oh, he's going down. He's going down his rope. Yeah, but it's kind of. Uh, it's. A, I thought it was somebody from Capital Radio coming to see what we're up to. He's sort of abseiling, isn't he, down yeah. the side of the yes. building? Abseiling radio. Absolutely. That's what he's doing. So, speaking of absolute, I um, I realised what a company man I've become the other night because I've been at absolute now what four months. Yeah. I went to see uh, Placebo at the Roundhouse in uh, Camden Town, North London, which, as you may know, is a light conurbation in the southeast of England. And uh, uh, this guy, uh, actually, I know his girlfriend, and right. so she came up, and, and the boyfriend was there, and he said, uh, "Someone mentioned the radio show," and uh, he said, "Oh, well, what's it on?" And I said, "It's on Absolute," and he said, "Oh, that's that's like smooth FM, isn't it?" And I said, uh, "No," I said, "It's you know, it's just like a rock station." He said, well, "It's got you know, slightly more edge," than and I thought, "You." <laughs> and I, then someone else butted in and started talking, but I couldn't. I went away, but I, I could feel it. Feel it rising up in me. So I went. I went back. He was talking to someone, and I said, uh, "Don't get talking to him. We don't know what he's talking about." <laughs> <laughs> Some yobbo. And uh, he was one. Of, he was quite younger, but he had one of those. You know, when people wear a, a, a bag, young men now they wear a bag, a shoulder bag. But the strap is on one shoulder, but the bag goes it goes right across. Them. Oh yeah, so, like you know a record I'm, bag. Yeah, so it, yeah. they wear it right across their chest, kind of thing, which to me is the sign of the devil. Yeah, uh, it's like people <laughs> who are too cool for school. So I pointed that out, 
That's when you say I mean, you pointed it out, Frank, I bet you didn't do it in a really reasonable, nice no, way. It, it angered me. I won't have absolute radio spoken of it. I mean, if there's anyone from Smooth FM listening, I mean, I don't mean for one second. Actually, probably for one. Actually, I don't. I mean, he's rubbish. But um, <laughs> absolute radio, I think he's great. They'd probably find yeah, the same company on Smooth. Anyway, I got genuinely angry. So you Gee. picked on him for his bag. I didn't pick on him. He picked on. <laughs> he picked on all of us. He right. picked on everyone who's listening as well. Since the sounds as absolute listeners, you were. You were. I'll, so if I you get a number, I'll, I'll, I'll give it out later. You <laughs> see someone walking down the street with their bag over their shoulder like that, just Not over punch their shoulder, them right across in the face, their body, over their head. They're and saying, there. "Oh, I'm so cool. Look <laughs> at me, Mr. Cool, Mr. Cool." They're saying. Although, Frank, right. while we're whilst we're on the subject of bags, <laughs> yes, may I? the subject of your bag would um, you like to tell the listeners what bag you're currently sporting well I just want to sport a bag <laughs> I, I, I'm carrying a small uh, black bag Can, is it it's not a bag it's a sack it looks like your. It looks like the FA Cup draw you're carrying it around it does look like you. I'm constantly conducting the <laughs> FA Cup draw wherever I go leaving different numbered balls in locations <laughs> and then there'll be a big national hunt maybe at Easter we'll see why do you carry it well, I'll tell you what, it's, I, I need a bag, and I can't decide what a man of my age should carry. I'm not prepared to go to man bag territory. You know, you right. see these guys with the little... It's a bit Rio Ferdinand, I know what you mean. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Well, footballers, if you talk to footballers after a match, they've always got their wash <laughs> bag, like a leather wash bag with them, which I... But, so this bag is actually, I'll be straight with you, it's a, it's a Virgin Airlines first class. Um, bag. But it doesn't say anything on it. No, well, I've turned it inside out. It says. Oh, oh no, right, you because. Don't. I'll show you. Because that. it's got the frayed edge. I always, well, I've always, i seen that and well, I've wondered why has it got a frayed edge? You can get away with inside out nowadays. Oh, it right. gives it a grungy feel. But if you look, look, inside it says. It actually says <laughs> oh, upper class. I'm showing them <laughs> now. Obviously on radio. You'll have to take my word for this, dear <laughs> listener. So, yeah, that, so <laughs> not wishing to be the kind of bloke no. who walks around with upper class written on his bag. Yeah. I. Uh, that's you don't want it. to show that on the outside, but if anyone ever questions you, you can show them the inside of your bag. <laughs> yes, well, what I like about it, it's like something slightly sinister about the black sack. There's <laughs> an element of Albert Pierpoint, the former hangman. Or like a it, sort yeah. of medieval alchemist, it looks like. Medieval alchemist, yeah. What a great name for a racehorse. Absolute radio. Oh, God, let's play the jingle. Saturday morning. There you go, that's got that out of the way. Is that still <laughs> our only jingle? Uh, well, we have got... <laughs> but you know it's a bit smooth FM. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Actually, I discovered I, ma- I made a slightly disparaging remark about smooth FM, which is unnecessary because um, turns out that Emma, our producer, her husband works for Smooth FM, and now I feel I've caused a Uh-oh. bit of a rift. Oh, now you've done it. Family rift. <laughs> but I'm, obviously, Smooth FM is for you know for people who like that kind of music. And God bless them, Michael Bublé and Elton John and all that. That's all right mm. if you like that kind of thing. Some people like heroin. <laughs> you know, I'm not. Actually, I am condemning that. If anyone's listening, that's don't do that. Don't do that. Or Michael Bublé, <laughs> to be honest. But if you've got to do one, do Michael Bublé. That's what I always say. Mm. So I went. I've been having a look at the plinth this week. Those of you who don't know, um, there's a plinth in the corner of uh, of uh, Trafalgar Square. That's what it's called. With Nelson in the middle of it, and uh, someone get, gets to go on it for an hour every hour for mm. the next uh, well anyway it's 2,400 people get to go on it it's 100 and, days isn't it it's 100 days yeah, yeah. 
And um, there was a war, wasn't there, called that? I, I so they've nicked that idea. The Hundred Days War. Yeah, they've nicked that completely. It's quite a war theme. So, well, before the fourth plinth, it's quite a war theme in Trafalgar Square, isn't it? It's kind yeah, of well, it's, it's Nelson in the middle. Yeah, and um, some other people. Nelson in the middle, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, and then it's uh, George the Fourth. Mm. Um, Who's one of them? Oh, you know your statues, don't oh, you? Oh, no, it's, and then it's—I don't know the other two, but I know they're both men from the uh, from the colonisation of India. They'll be war people. Well, right. they're not—not—they're colonisation people. Okay. I mean, there's an element of oppressor about them, I suppose. <laughs> yes. Are they statues that sort of communicate? Maybe we did some things wrong. Well, yeah, but they're obviously <laughs> celebrating that anyway. Mm. On the fourth plinths, people—I go mm. past there. I went past yesterday, and there was a woman throwing uh, roses off there to people. And I, I, I've seen a man. A man sang, um, "Don't worry, be happy." I saw. So the idea is that people go up there and do whatever they want for how long is it? That they, yeah, it's an, an hour, hour, an hour, an hour. Well, this is it. You see, it's, mm. it, I think it's people go on there and they find out how long an hour can be. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what people do. And uh, as as uh, anyone who's ever done stand up comedy knows. An hour can be an be eternity, an absolute eternity. So people get up with their idea, which might be throwing paper planes or something mm. with, with loving messages on. But I, I thought it'd be interesting to ask our listeners, who I've now come to see as quite a bright, sharp, inventive lot, mm. actually, which I like. I think we thinned out the early... Because we used to get in the first few weeks, you know, where's White Snake? <laughs> we used to get things. They actually managed to text in that tone. Um... And uh, now I think we've thinned it They've out. They've gone so now. We've got down to the quintessence of what mm. we want our listeners to be. They're, you know, bright, sort of funny, interesting people. So I'd like to know what you'd like to see on the plinth. Not necessarily who, but what. What What would you'd like to see for an hour? And what would you do? I'd quite like to know. Can we ask them that? And can I say, there are legal... Uh, well, let's not ask them too many things. Okay. I, I was, you know, I slightly exaggerating the bright <laughs> thing. Um, <laughs> uh, the... Uh, Yes, so it, there's legal restraints. I mean, on the actual plinth, you're told you can't do anything that you couldn't do, you know, anywhere else in public, and you have to be on your own, so you can't, uh, you can't do anything that's a, a two or three hander. I don't think pe- I've watched the live feed, which has become a bit like Big Brother in my life because mm. it's just on telly. The all live the time, feed. Isn't it? I watched the sea lions a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> oh, and I'm d- I might watch the lions tonight. <laughs> they don't utilise their time enough, though. What it's- lions? No, they're lazy. <laughs> I mean, you know, they have the meat. And no, what else Frank, they do? the people on the plinth, you know what I'm talking about. And there mm. was a woman and she was going, thanks so much for coming, thank you. I thought, well, they haven't come to see you. They just happened to be in Trafalgar yeah. Square. But she just threw, she, they just throw things at people. No, it's, uh, it's, it's, one, it should have been, Andy Warhol got it right, famous for 15 minutes. 15 minutes would have been good and have four times as many people. An hour is a very long time. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Now, some of you may have read in the newspapers that uh, somebody, there was a bit of an incident at Deal or No Deal. Uh, and it just so happens that we have our Deal or No Deal correspondent <laughs> with us. Yeah. Because Gareth... Oh, by the way, if you're going to text in, I forgot to say this, this is so unprofessional. Uh, 8.12.15 is the text number if, to say what you'd like to see most on the plinth. We've had one uh, response so far that was just said me. I mean me, as in Frank, not as in... 
Oh, anyway. So, um, yeah, so Gareth does the warm-up for Deal or No Deal. So mm. you were there when... Yes, uh, I was there. So what happened exactly? Live, live, live. <clears throat> well, what, um, he, um, the guy um, got to his last, the last couple of questions, the last decisions, okay. Simon. And um, he got his wife down. Now they get their um, other half down to sit on the stool behind the chair oh, yeah. to help them with it. Yeah, to help them and just guess at random <laughs> yeah. what's in the box. <laughs> what's in the box. Yeah. And it was all very stressful. And um, his wife, um, Angela, hunched over, at, mm. like on, you know, as it was all happening, hunched yeah. over and, um, you know, Noel noticed something was wrong. Everything had to be stopped. And well, um, just because she hunched over? Well, she hunched over and was like kind of shaking. I think she fainted. She sort of fainted and had some sort of episode. She had an episode. She had an episode. Oh God! What off? <laughs> Not Holby City. Another, another <laughs> program. That's why they had to stop. The show. Oh, okay, yeah. You could know that suddenly showing in the middle of deal or no deal. <laughs> Can I just ask how much money was at stake? It was. It was quite a lot of money. It was a five-figure sum. And, oh, it was, okay. and it was quite a figure sum. It was this is from the paper. I can't remember what amount okay. of money it was. I was gonna say no one would remember. Oh, I think it was a five figure sum. <laughs> was it a cool million? <laughs> but it was quite it was quite a worrying moment. She hunt they had to bring a wheelchair on and just take her off because it seemed like she'd just collapsed. A so wheelchair? they well, she didn't just yeah. to be honest, I mean the hunch was the warning. Yes. Yeah, she didn't just go out and look at him. <laughs> she folded and then. So she, it was. A, it was, was she it was, all right well, now? She, she was absolutely fine. Oh, that's me. I got I mean, but, if she died, at least there's plenty of boxes about. <laughs> no. <laughs> They're quite little boxes, so you'd have well, to. Yeah. If you're going to put a corpse in those boxes, <laughs> yeah. you'd have to cut it up yeah. into quite a few different pieces. It's a sort of a reverse of the old saw and all the It's horrible for them. Point. Yes, you're right. That'd be terrible. I you dream can of have the day. Next I... week, corpse or no. <laughs> I, no dream, I dream of the day when... Corpse Noel, or money? When Noel, Noel opens a box and pulls her head out. No, um, it was a terrible moment and basically what happens, they wheeled her off, everything stopped. Gareth, can you feel? I had oh, to right. come on and follow her collapsing. Which is not an easy thing to follow. Well, the trouble is, I mean, we can laugh about it now because no, we know was, she's all right. Yeah, but she, it was, it was for good. all you knew, it she was been. fine. But yeah, there's not a lot is funny. Did you make any jokes, tasteless jokes about? Well, her, I started off making. No, you don't can't tell make. Us what they were. No, I didn't make tasteless jokes, and you can't oh, make. Okay. No, it's a, it's a, it's quite a it's quite a fragile audience deal, <laughs> deal or no deal. Fragile so you have respect. to take care of them. <laughs> what do you mean they're fragile? No, I mean. He's there's got the big, giggles now. There's a big brittle brown, brittle bound crowd coming. That's uh, oh well. well did, I bet you handled it very professionally. I, it you? was a nightmare. I, I started off doing jokes, but then I realised how inappropriate all my jokes are. And by the end, we were playing I Spy and Charades. Do you know that sounds like the story of my career? Absolute radio. Um, these two are being slightly squabbling, actually, <laughs> Gareth and well, Emily, about who reads the text really messages. He's been really annoying me. It's no, because I'm sorry, Gareth, but you just went. You mean opening? Look, um, <laughs> don't make me come round there and knock your heads together. Because they sit on the opposite side of the desk to me, I should say. It's a bit like a job interview. <laughs> me on my own on one side of those two on the other side. Those of you who consult the webcam, <laughs> why do you do that? Um, that's good. Hello. It's good that you do that. Um, we're asking for what you'd like to see on the plinth in the corner of uh, Trafalgar Square. And it's on, uh, if you want to text us on 8, 12, 15, we'll discover that. I have to say, Gareth, I don't really feel that was the inside story on what happened on um, Deal or No Deal. It was basically what was in the papers. A woman fainted. 
No, what happened after? Me, me, oh, she, well, she was fine, but just me floundering and with what did, happened behind the scenes. The, how did the husband get on? Did he carry on and he, fight? He got he completed 30, the game? Yeah, it was amazing, actually, because he, he was down to the last couple of boxes and he had the choice whether to swap or not. Mm. And then, like, he was opening the last box. Right, and so he it, did, essentially it was an episode of Deal or No Deal. It was an episode of Deal or No Deal. Yes. That was the amount of drive. It was amazing. And what did he um, win? And he won. He won thirty-five grand. Oh well, God, it's worth having the wife faint for mm. that, isn't he? I imagine he would have sold her for that. <laughs> yeah, actually, Noel could get him one of those boxes. He's quite a short man. They should he's start a, the he, show like that. Should he, come out on a spring. He is an amazing <laughs> man. Makeup. He's an amazing man. Well, to you're going to say he's an amazing no, man because you're I'm, the warmer man. You want to keep that job? Am I right? No, yeah. I am, I'm. Sincerely, in order. He's cosmic. He's cosmic. Ordered you to say that. Yeah. Do you have to warm Noel up as well? Is, are you like the teasers in the in in the horse stud? They don't let me near him. <laughs> okay. That's just as well. Have we had any text messages? Emily, would you like to read? No, the text? you oh, do it. Don't start that. No, no. I'm sorry, Frank. He can do it. He's made such a fuss about it. Um, Keith from Orpington. I want to see a person dressed as a giant pigeon. <laughs> on the plinth in Trafalgar Square. That would be all right. <laughs> if, actually, one. what you could have is a person dressed as a giant pigeon with small Lord Nelsons sitting on on them. Um, I think so close I mean? to Parliament that would be a coup. Yes, oh, if dear. a Lord Nelson sat oh. on the pigeon's head, though, that mm. would be a yeah. lovely. Yeah, yeah. Lord yeah. Nelson, that's good. Um, mm. Use it as a golf tee with practice balls, not the heavy ones. Someone said, I'd like to see That's someone on right. the plinth holding a very small target and inviting people to throw large darts at them for an hour. Uh, we, didn't we make a rule we were going to read out people's <laughs> names? Have we stopped doing Yeah, that? can I tell you what the name is? From Clayton. That's yeah, somebody a called Clayton. Oh, yeah. Is that a name? Yeah, it sounds yeah. like okay. Clayton. Clayton Moore, who played the Lone Ranger. Oh, there was Clayton in Dallas as well. Well, there you go. You <laughs> okay. see, now it's all falling played into Played by Howard Keel. I like sorry. the idea of playing practice golf. And mm. that darts thing, there used to be a uh, French um, street performer. He used to stand outside uh, La Centre de Pompidou. And, uh, yes, La Centre de Pompidou. <laughs> he used to stand out. He had a big fat belly, and he used to invite you to throw darts in his belly. And he used to dip them in, like, disinfectant or whatever it was. And you could throw them really hard and they stuck in his belly. It was fantastic. It's the best act I've ever seen. Right. Is that true? That's, that's oh, a... What do you mean, is it true? <laughs> How dare you? I'm telling you, I saw it many times. Can I he just say something? I'd like to make up with Gareth. I'm offering my little finger to him. That's what my mum used yeah, but to that make looks, do. that looks like is a it? provocation. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, Gareth. It's okay. That's it. Okay. Oh, you haven't no, said fine. sorry, I'm though. So, well, did I do something wrong? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. People don't know here that you can do this off air, for God's sake. What do oh, we, we think? Can I ask We won't be talking off air. <laughs> I'll tell you what split the nation. Is this, this kid who was out in the uh, Australian bush, he's mm. either a fabulous survival hero or he's a hoaxer. That seems to be the two views in the newspapers. What do you think? I think um, I think that his father seemed to give up quite soon on finding him because he was there twelve. He was missing twelve days, mm. and his father had buried a rose and lit a candle and was on his way home. And he was like, "Oh well, he's not I, twelve days. I think there's still every chance he's going to come back from yeah, the bush." Yeah, it, it is. There's not much staying power. It's almost like the dad was thinking, "Oh God, I want to go home now." Yeah, he did have his flight booked home. The dad on the day the son was found, which I think is suspicious. Uh, yeah, do you book a flight home? When they said he'd built a shrine, I had an image of a sort of Taj Mahal type structure. <laughs> not buried a rose. What kind of building a buried shrine? Buried a rose. That? If I came back from being missing and my dad had buried a rose for me, I'd be like, "What? 
What, Dad? Why? Well, yeah, exactly. Think I want the flowers buried. <laughs> what were you thinking about with that? I bet um, the room was already half redecorated when he returned. <laughs> yeah. How much is he getting for his story then? A hundred thousand? Is that what's making people suspicious? Well, you know, it's the old, it's the old uh, Shannon Matthews thing, isn't it? Now that people make up. Uh, I wouldn't mm. be surprised to find that Karen Matthews probably sent him out there. No, I probably can't say that. I don't know. Can you blacken the name of Karen Matthews? <laughs> wouldn't be easy. She certainly blackened the teeth. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, God. Well, the producer now is doing one of those cutthroat signs and pointing at the, the deck, so maybe I should play some music. Oh. If you're listening, Karen, don't. Absolute Radio. Well, did you see Michael Jackson with his uh, hair on fire? On, oh, yeah. Uh, the, the old Pepsi ad. Yeah, the old clip. Oh, man, I have to say, I mean, it was brilliant because he was dancing like in a fantastic Michael Jackson way with his head completely on fire. Wow. It was like a really brilliant kind of and he didn't seem to have any idea did he no he had no idea and it was i mean but he burned to the scalp almost to the skull it it got me thinking that if all my hair had burnt off you know it's a blank page you get to Mm -hmm. choose things you're gonna have to wear wigs probably you get to choose what your hair would be for the rest of your life you get you know and i think most people aren't happy with their hair am i right Mm. i I've always loved... I don't know if, if one could do this. I've always loved the, the afro. Right. And I've always thought, if, if I was a black person, I'd definitely have, like, a big afro, regardless. Of, I just think there's something fantastic. Like, that was mm. Michael Jackson, early Michael Jackson, where they've all got big afro. Yeah. Just looks brilliant. Mm. So, so if that, all your hair was burnt off, you would have an afro? Well, I don't think, see, I don't think I could get away with an afro, because I think it would mm. be seen as, I don't know, sort of... Not People very, might notice. I see you in a sort of Annie wig, like a red curly <laughs> hair. Do you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm thinking yeah. uh, maybe fey toes are from steps. You know that slightly <laughs> blonde um, dreads type of look? I think I could carry oh, that yeah, one. Yeah, that's good. I, sorry, Gary? I think I would... Um, I mean, it's quite similar to the afro, but um, Bob Dylan hair. Uh, so Bob Dylan when it's really the old, big. The old yeah, Bob old Dylan. So the don't look back Bob yeah. Dylan, yeah. That's quite, I mean, you that's, that's awful. quite afro. I I'm not being rude, but I don't think that would suit you. Well, stuff you. <laughs> yeah, no, steady. <laughs> yeah, I think, I do think you'd look like a small mouse looking out the bottom of a ball of wool. <laughs> quite, quite, or Damon from Blur. I've spent my whole life trying to get my hair to look like Damon from Blur's hair. You, you've, got the, you've got the kind of general manner of Damien. 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 Of Damien. (laughs) (laughs) What would you go for, Em? I might go for a sort of lap dancer's look. Like a long blonde. What again? (laughs) (laughs) No, we said if you were going to change your style. (laughs) (laughs) Does any lap dancers listen? (laughs) You cheeky. Um, If there's any lap dancers listening, I don't understand why you can't put change in their briefs. Why it has to be notes (laughs) all the time. The trouble is, I know there's some sagging, but you don't always have notes. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. You got chatted up this week, didn't you? I did. Don't make it sound so dramatic. It was a man (laughs) in Tesco Metro, I told you it would happen eventually. (laughs) Just if you believe, if you build it, he will come. When someone chats you up in Tesco Metro, I think that's wrong, though. Oh, I've heard tales that a lot of uh, people meet people in supermarkets. Oh, yeah, but I'm there to do my shopping. I'm not there to be chatted up. Well, you say that. And a, <laughs> a man came up to me, and he was with, with a child who was about 11, which I thought was wrong. Mm. And at first he just said, 
In what way was it wrong? Can we just establish? Well, I just he shouldn't be chatting people up if he's got an 11-year-old child. Well, no, because she was talking to him, and then suddenly he broke off to say, he looked at me and he went, them jeans is nice. And I said, oh. And at first I genuinely thought he was commenting was on my... Was he a pirate? <laughs> <laughs> them jeans is nice. And no mistaking. Yeah? Oh, hi there. <laughs> <laughs> And so They're a bit a high there. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> them them jeans is nice. It's hardly a chat up line, is it? Well, let me tell you the end. Okay, bit. sorry. He said them jeans is nice. I said, oh, thank you very much. I said it like that. I bet you did. Mm. And he said, yeah, fit your rear well fine. And I said, <laughs> oh, and I did a face. I'm like- getting a picture of this guy. <laughs> I did a face like Joan Sims, like a really disapproving face. Yes. I went, oh, really? You didn't. You didn't say I that. I was really upset that it was wrong because the child was looking all confused. Fit your real well, well fine. fine. <laughs> but they do. Are they those jeans that you've had? <laughs> That's they an anagram of a chat online <laughs> that you then have to put into the right <laughs> grammatical order. Surely. Are they those jeans you've got that were done by lasers though? Yes. Because you've got <laughs> laser. Je- Emily's got laser jeans. Yeah. yeah, they were made to fit my body. Oh. You stand in this booth and, um, yeah, it takes all your measurements. I've ne- I haven't taken the jeans off since he said that, I have to say. <laughs> well, oh, you must I be very clammy in bed. <laughs> well, they fit my real well fine. Well, they, well, well, yeah. They're sprayed on. Yeah, they're made with lasers. Yeah. Ooh. Hmm. I bet that's expensive, isn't it? Of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> I've never thought of having any clothes made by uh, lasers. <laughs> <laughs> Not since I used to go out with Jean-Michel Jarre. <laughs> it's a sort of suggestion he used to come up with on a regular basis. Yeah, I've never been... Uh, it's w- not, is it a chat-up line? I find it a bit too forward, to be honest. What would you say? I mean, you're in a long-term relationship, as is Gareth. What If you had to chat someone up, a girl, like today, what would you say? Um, you mean if I was single? Yeah, well, if, if, what Kat, I if you to, hadn't I, met the, Kat. The closest I've ever had to a chat-up line, <laughs> and this is something I stumbled across accidentally, is I used to say, you smell nice. That's quite nice. Mm. Yeah, and in Birmingham it was, you know, <laughs> you didn't often get the chance to say it, non-ironically. Do you give her a sniff first? Do you go up give her a sniff? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. You no, smell nice. I mean, it's an interesting <laughs> one, because it, to me it wasn't, because it could be a reference to mm. the perfume. Yes. It might not be too personal. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And you could you could just get away with it being just a compliment. Yeah, well, and, and well, that's how yeah. it started. And then I realised yeah. people liked it. I must have mm. I started using it more uh, cynically. Mm. What what would your chat up line be? Well, I, the one that I've I've never used it, but I, I've you know made it in my head is I go up to the <laughs> woman and I take her by the hand and I say hello. I've just been to the toilet and I didn't wash my hands. Right. <laughs> Do you think that would work? Uh, no. Well, not in the swine. I mean, this is the no. swine flu. <laughs> not thing, in Tesco it? Metro either. I should no. say, in the studio today, I'm just going to reach across. So if my voice suddenly sounds like it's further away from the microphone, that's because it is. There's um, hand hygiene gel in all the studios now at uh, Absolute. That's that's how bad the uh, I've already used the it. swines is. It's not oh. unpleasant. It's sort of melony, isn't it? Is it Melanie? Yeah. (laughs) It's amazing what they do with these corpses. Oh, God. So, um, we're quite excited today because we've got Mr Lightning Seeds coming in. Ian Brody. Ian Brody. I have to say, I've never seen Gareth so excited. It's it's kind of second to Damon Albarn coming in. Yeah, this is big for me. So, we're quite excited about that. And uh, we're going to celebrate by uh, playing the Lightning Seeds new single. Absolute Radio. Um, I I went and saw... um, placebo the other night ian ian brody is our guest in the studio today and uh, 
How do you feel about encores? Um, actually, it's that's strange encores, isn't it? Because um, we were talking about this the other day because we were rehearsing a bit, and our drummer was saying that he finds that sometimes it's it's about if people decide to put lights on or put if you don't, you get an you know, and sometimes yeah. it's the strangest things that make encores happen and then sometimes you feel like is it a bit of a pantomime going off and coming on yeah that's what, silly because and... everyone knows it's going to happen it, it, it isn't a spontaneous thing anymore is it yeah well, that was, so i suppose if you get a second encore it's an encore i mean it, you know and then you think well you know but then if you don't put the set, so it's it is a bit of a it's a strange thing when you when you're trying to do a set list as well and you think you know you leave off a really good song because you're probably doing on you know yeah so it's um I've always thought I'd like to adopt a policy of not ever doing an encore and just do the show, but then you'd, you'd, everyone would think you were grumpy, wouldn't they? Well, it's, well the, fo- the, um, the Who did that once. They, they toured and said no encores. And I went and saw them at somewhere like the Empire Paul Wembley or something as it was in those days. And it, it, felt, it, did, it felt like you'd been slightly snobbed. Cheated, yeah, 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 yeah. But it is when I do a, a stand-up tour, I do an encore, but I've got the encore written and ready, and I always think, well, I'm doing it. <laughs> regardless of what the response you do it as people are walking out I am I've gone out there's people with coats on I can hear the slapping of seats going up and I still go out and do it because I've written it I'm going to do it you yeah, know. Yeah. And, I, and I think some bands they hold their biggest hits back to, to the uncle some to the second uncle which shows tremendous yeah. confidence yeah. they're coming back don't worry about that yeah well when I when I went to see Blur recently they did two encores and the crowd was like too cool to say more so the crowd was like they're coming back but we're not going to say anything. Did, like they, did was, they stamp? <laughs> oh, well, I was there screaming more like a psychopath. Right. But, because I was like, they might not come back, they might not come back. But everyone else knew they definitely were yeah. going to. Well, I think we can get from the horse's mouth here that pop stars know very well they're going to come back, don't they? Well, it's... it's um, yeah, I mean, I think if you've staved your best song, you're going to go back and do it. Yeah, regardless. Yeah. Time, you know, it's like, to an empty you know. auditorium. <laughs> but, um, and then there's the thing of if you haven't got another song and everyone's clapping it's a bit of a bit of a strange thing as well and you put the lights on you know but well I've seen bands come out and do a, a song they've already done exactly. in those situations <laughs> yeah, which is alright you can't really do that if you're a comic <laughs> yeah. I like it sort of <laughs> you remember that funny bit from earlier in the set well <laughs> well it worked before <laughs> it worked so well yeah yeah and also there was there was clap you know the clapping thing I've never been very happy when the audience are asked to clap how do you mean asked to clap? You know when they say that the, the, the bloke on stage starts clap going, your on, hands. Every, everybody, oh, yeah, hands yeah. above the head, and you're supposed to join, and if you don't join in, you're seen as a bit of a wet blanket. Right, so you think it's like the Mexican wave type yeah. thing of... Yeah, uh, but would, do you do that? Do you get people to wait, to uh, clap? To clap. There's bits in, in a couple of the songs where there is clapping uh, on on the songs. I do a song called The Song For No One. And there is two of the band clap, and I'm on the acoustic, mm. which is an old gospel thing, isn't it? That people. Oh, I think know, if the band in. clap, the point, and, I've come to I, be entertained by the band, not to be part of it. That's my view. Well, I do like it if everyone joins in though and is part of the rhythm. It's that's pretty good, I think. You know what I mean? Like, but I'm not much of a one for hands above the head and kind of that one. No. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I think, I'm glad we've sorted those two <laughs> things. I'd like to stamp them out. I'd also like to stamp out people holding up their video phone things throughout the whole thing I'm you know I'm a cigarette lighter man myself I'm a traditionalist <laughs> if you're going to hold anything above your head it's got to be a topless woman or a cigarette lighter that's what you know that's what gigs are all about Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio 
Absolute Radio. That was the fall, wrong place, right time, and that was actually produced by Ian Brodie, who's in the studio with us today. It was. That surely is the highlight of your career, yeah. producing the fall. Well, it was a great show, Curious Orange. It was at the Edinburgh Fringe, or at the Edinburgh Festival. Mm. And it was uh, with the dancers and giant hamburgers and everything. Yeah. I'm sure it was about, I think it was about William of Orange, but it, that wasn't... I don't really. think any, anyone ever quite worked out what was it was about. No. But it was, it was a great um, visual thing. And it I, included Michael Clark, didn't it? The, yeah. You know, the ballet yeah. dancer. Yeah, yeah. It was, I think it was his troupe. Yeah. Can I just ask, is that what brought you together professionally for Three Lions, your shared love of the four? No, in fact, I didn't realise that uh, Ian had produced... Um, Curious Orange, the album for uh, oh, okay. for ages. I just um, I don't know how I found it actually. I just saw I think I saw your name on the on the album. <laughs> That's always you kept away, it yeah. quiet. <laughs> See if I if I'd produced a fall album, I wouldn't talk about anything else for the rest of my life. <laughs> Was no. it fun? Because yeah. Mark can be uh, tricky, can't he? Mark, well, Mark's a real character, you know, and he does things in a way. I think that's what's so great about him is he does things in a way that uh, no one else does them. And he doesn't accept any kind of, uh, you know, well-trodden path or something. He just does does things very differently, you know, which is challenging, but at the same time, good fun, you know. This, we're talking about Marky e. Smith, in case you don't know, who's the lead singer with The Four. It's more than the lead singer. I mean, he is The Four. Absolutely, yeah. As he has often said, if it's me and your granny on bongos, it's The Four. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, I've heard tales of him saying to the producer, I want... the record the whole thing onto a cassette player and then play it back and that's the album <laughs> so a lot of that goes on actually th- there was a great moment when we when you finished um mixing and you, you mix a record and then you take it for a process where they kind of master it which is kind of getting it ready for the cd and you have guys in who specialize in that and they're always quite strange guys they're just in these darkened rooms and aren't, no one's quite sure what they do they do stuff to it and then it's mastered you know and I remember going along with Mark, and Mark had a bit of a reputation for stuff like that, which to a master and engineer is sacrilegious, you know, there to put it on a cassette and that. And um, I always remember this guy sitting there and Mark mentioning the cassette thing and wondering if you know we could actually master off the cassette. And the guy didn't say anything, just got up, left the room, came back with a kitchen knife and just laid it on the desk, looked at him <laughs> and carried on. <laughs> and, uh, you know... Did Mark take it well? Mark said, that guy's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to do a proper plug. The album is out now, the Lightning Seeds um, album. It is Four Winds, yeah. It's called Four Winds, and the single is out now, is it, as well? Uh, the single, I think, is out in a couple of weeks. I don't think it's out yet, but okay. it's August, kind of on it? the radio, I think. Yeah, is okay. it? Okay. Right, and what's it called? Uh, the single. Yeah. Don't walk on by. There you go. Don't walk on by. And it's out. And, and the third of and August. It, we, we just played it, and it's a bit. You know, Gareth, yeah, when it's out. It's very you exciting. Are a I was. Can I, I say I, I have no interest in football at all. So I bought Three Lions because it was a lightning seed song. Oh, okay. That is why I'm you are fired. <laughs> <laughs> that is the worst thing anyone's ever said on this show. And my goodness me, people have said some bad things. I'm snobbed. By my own love child. <laughs> Absolute radio. Robert Duke by Mum. Um, Robert Duke. <laughs> yeah, Robert Duke. You know that. I'd love one of them. A Robert. Duke. Say a Robert Duke of Edinburgh. You could uh, keep in your window to ward off uh, 
tra- travellers. <laughs> yeah. Everyone. <laughs> yeah, I quite like one of That's what I'm going to do. We, we often have sort of advertising on ideas on here, Ian. Um, what did we have? We had um, the, the bottle opener in the shape of the male, you know, the male symbol with oh, the yeah. arrow with the... Yeah. Yes. I, I sense you don't. I'm not certain. Oh, yeah. come on. Is there a Mr. male symbol? Music. There, there is a male symbol. Okay. Trust me, I'll, I'll email you it. Okay. I, see, I wouldn't know how to do that. I'll draw it. I'll draw it now. Just can you two talk? To <laughs> okay. We um, Rog and Les have texted, and they said they walked down the aisle to Pure, your song Pure. And oh, there it is. Do you recognise that? Do you recognise it now? Yeah, I've seen Ian, that before. Yeah, that's sort of it. That's the male with an arrow coming out of it. That's brilliant. They walked down the aisle to Pure. Yeah, no one ever phones in and say, "I walked down the aisle to your joke about <laughs> something or other." I mean, people yeah. just don't. I, I did have a man lovely. who texted in earlier and said he'd, he'd stopped drinking because of me. I know. Yeah. He said you're an inspiration. Yeah, I think it's just because I look so rattled. He thought, that's not what I want to look like when I get older. Yeah. It's, that's great. I think everybody should stop drinking. That's mm. Shall we do that? Shall we have that as a competition on the show? I'm not joining in. I don't know how we do it, actually. <laughs> sort of phone in. The, no. Oh, God, I'm just saying absolutely anything now. So, uh, so Ian... Um, this is me now thinking of about ten things I was going to ask you about. And one of them is... Now, I remember when you were absolutely mad about the Beach Boys. I used to go around your house and used to say, listen to this. And it would just be one track. Not even a song, but just one vocal track going... <laughs> In the loveliest way. Yeah. And he'd say, hey, what do you think of that? Brilliant. And, of course, I had to go, yeah. Because I wanted to seem cool. But uh, looking back, it was slightly frightening. I, uh, but there's a, there's a song on the on the album which is called Ghosts, which I think has got a Beach Boys influence. Am I right about that? I think probably everything I do has a bit of a Beach Boys and and um, and Beatlesy influence. Well, you did surf in my favourite. You did favorite surf things. into the studio. That made me <laughs> yeah. that made me wonder. I'm not sure about that that wig though, that fringe <laughs> wig and the, the collarless jacket. I think you're taking the whole Beatles thing too far. But um, they were, after all, they were four lads who rocked the world. Did they rock the world or shook the world? Uh, a statue they shook the, the world. They shook That's it, they shook the world. Yeah. Yeah. What fell off it, we'll never know. Absolute Radio. Uh, so I'm going to Latitude. I'm going after this. I'm getting in my car and I'm heading to Suffolk. <laughs> Brilliant. That's the kind of character I am. You're trying to sound cool in front of Ian, so he thinks yeah, you're well, all Well, you know, we star. don't get many pop stars here. No, I know. I should point out, I'm, I'm actually doing... So I'm, I'm doing a kind... I'm in the literary tent... At, uh, so I'm not going down there, hey man, just as you I saw Ian re-evaluating you when you said that. Yes, I hate it when he does that. <laughs> There's that slight twitching around the mouth area. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm not... The last... Uh, I went to V, um, which is um, a, a festival, in case you don't know, and I stayed for um, about half an hour. I watched... Um, I think it was Faithless... And there was all West Ham fans in shirts and tattoos. and so It didn't seem like... I, I associate festivals with peace and love, you know what I mean? And I went home. I went home after half an hour. So you didn't like it much then? No, not that all that your much. one festival. No, I've been, to, I've been to other... But that was one of my recent festivals when I thought maybe I'll never go to another festival. Right. But obviously I'm being paid to go to this one. That makes everything different. And I'm not, I'm not camping. Yeah, so, but you, are you staying for a couple of days? I mean, I, I'm in a, uh, I'm in a sort of a hotel type thing. What do you mean, yeah. a sort of a hotel? Well, I, either I it is or it isn't. Well, you say that, but I think it's a house that's been converted into a hotel. In other words, they've bought some little soaps. What you're staying at someone's house? 
<laughs> it's been converted for the festival into a hotel. like a B&B. Um, a B&B. Well, I think it's... I, I told Tom York he's staying at the same one. Oh, wow. So it must be all right. Oh, that be a drab time with him, won't you? Why? He is very sombre. It, oh, no, I I'm, like him. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him at breakfast. So you're staying in someone's no house with Tom York? That's quite weird. Yeah, I think Joe Brand's staying in the same oh house. I think God. it's me, Tom York, and Joe Brand. <laughs> Is that a sitcom? Should be reality TV show. Who gets voted at first? They might yeah. be the two most miserable people in the country. Um, Plus you, Tom yeah. York, and Joe Brand. Plus me. Do you think they've the- it's a themed misery <laughs> hotel? Seems a bit of a strange idea. Yeah, well, I'm, but you know, Grace Jones is on. I'm, I love Grace Jones, and I went to see her at the round. I'm doing all the talking. We've got a guest in the studio, but he said he's, but he's plugged his. What do you want, Ian? You've plugged your single. I mean, just stop staring at me. And that it's my turn to speak. Go on, then say something. <clears throat> I, I, what can I say? After you say. That? <laughs> you say. What's the point? I said, why do we have guests? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, what do you? I mean, do you like festivals? Cause doing it as a band, it must be quite. You get all nice facilities and things. Not always, I have to say. No, um, I, I don't mind festivals. I don't think they're a great place to see bands, but uh, I think they're probably a good place to go and get drunk and spend a weekend if it's sunny and have a bit of a laugh. Festivals, but, uh, not a great place to see bands. Why says do you Ian think that? Brody, <laughs> in absolute radio <laughs> shocker. So you're doing V Festival on the 22nd of August. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Chelmsford also on the 23rd. <laughs> well, that's just a personal view. I like. I don't even like seeing bands in big stadiums. I always think mm. theatres and clubs yeah, yeah. is the great place to see. I like band. lifts. You know, yeah. You don't I see like many bands. I like getting into a lift. Lifts, and well, yeah. Sometimes they're not playing, but you know, I've bumped <laughs> into bands in lifts, and I like seeing them close up like that. Songs makeup. Well, Ian, it's been great talking to you. The single is out in August the third, and the album is out now. And you're going to be on the road soon. We can safely say Lightning Seeds are back, and that's fantastic news. Thank you all. Have a beautiful weekend. And if I don't get the swines at Latitude, I'll see you next week. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio.